In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you hit the subscribe button? Um, if you can spare it, send us something, perhaps via Patreon or PayPal. Keep us in your prayers above all else, and uh, keep the comments coming in the comments box. At the moment, we're dealing with... Uh, in the church with uh, the whole issue of vocations. I think it's something that we're going to talk a little bit about off and on during this year. Uh, during, I should say, what's left of the year, since we're already in May. Uh, I'm not sure how that happened. Now, this issue of vocation is, is huge. Now, you consider what the priest is because let's there are many vocations but let's concentrate on for, for the purposes of this video on vocations to the priesthood you consider what a, a vocation to the priesthood is the priest stands at the altar which is central to all his work in persona Christi in the person of Christ uh, the priest isn't the mediator Christ is the mediator between God and man but the but the priest participates in Christ's mediation. He acts ministerially. Now all believers, in a sense, participate in that mediation uh, through baptism, but the priest does it ministerially. Yeah, he does it ministerially. Not, as they used to say, dispositively. Not um, uh, on occasion, from time to time, in this situation or that situation or the other, but ministerially. This is major because there is no way, and this goes to the core of Catholic belief, there is no way that God would starve us of vocations. It's unthinkable of priests. Did we have too many priests in the past? Well... In the Catholic countries, perhaps, yes. You always run that risk where a strong culture develops and a momentum can be created. A certain degree of, um, of groupthink may happen. It's, that's quite understandable. But uh, we at present have numbers in Maynooth, studying for the diocesan priesthood at least, which are so strikingly small that it's quite clear that somebody uh, has messed up. And I hardly think it's God. Call me old-fashioned. I think it's much more likely to be on our side. Much more likely that we've dropped the ball, that we've dropped our end of the covenant. Yet again, the new and everlasting covenant. The business of priests being available to believers to offer the Mass for them, to plead their case before God, to intercede for them continually, to pray for them continually, to make the sacraments available to them. And there are a few of the sacraments which only the priest can make available to them. Outside of the Mass, I would point out... Um, uh, the confessional, 
which is of, of absolutely crucial importance. There is no way he would starve us of these people whom we need. So they're out there. They're most certainly out there, but they're, they're being lost. Many of these people who are called to the priesthood, quite possibly, don't even have faith. I think about this. Think about this. Because God is not the author of human culture. Humans are. And it's in the culture that the vocations are being lost. And a huge, a huge part in this is, uh, is being played by the church. I don't have any doubt of that. And, and uh, I, I, don't th- I, think, I think it's very unreliable to say that this all proceeded from Vatican II. I think that's a degree of post hoc propter hoc because one thing follows another, therefore that thing was caused by the other. I would certainly say, not that the council caused it, but I would certainly say that what happened in the church after Vatican II, some of it did not help. In fact, some of it may have contributed directly to the destruction of vocations. Remember the thousands upon, the tens of thousands of priests who left the priesthood in the 1970s. It almost killed Pope Paul VI. No, no, I, 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 I think... We're dealing with an immensely powerful culture and that culture has affected the church. Now, this, is, this is the classic problem. This is a classic problem in missionary work. You send a guy, let's say, out into, um, into a situation in which he is required to preach the gospel and proselytize and the guy gets converted himself. He may never come back. The mission, missionary work is dangerous in that respect. How do you know they won't convert you? I, I've known of, uh, of, of priests, of religious, of Catholic lay teachers who have been badly rattled in their faith through dealing with wave upon wave of non-believing teenagers. And not having the expertise or the, dare I say, the depth of faith with which to confront the indifference with which these people, these young people present, which is quite typical of modern culture. So you have the culture, but you also have our inability to cope with it, plus direct collaboration with it on the parts of some in the church. So what do we do? Okay, I, I, I don't think that vocations are separable from uh, evangelization and that's not an original observation it's the most obvious observation it's a commonplace and I notice proof of this in the way in which vocations are springing from small intense communities of Catholics which have gathered uh, around let's say different phenomena one being the resurgence uh, of the, the of the Latin mass for example, okay, communities have grown around that. And as the local parishes in a highly mobile society, as they start to disintegrate, as they start to diminish in importance, human faith communities are developing uh, on a different basis, not local, on a different basis 
around things that believers want, such as, in some cases, the Latin Mass. In other cases, it may be a particular priest and his preaching. In other cases, it may be a shrine. What have you? Oh, oh it can also be language or culture. Let's say, let's say the New Irish, um, who may be strongly attracted to the ongoing availability of masses in their own original languages and offering a chance to re-engage with their own original cultures. We're not going to see vocations again until we need them. I would question as to whether the modern Irish church even needs uh, vocations because I have to question to what extent we are faithful to Christ and his gospel. I'm very sorry to say that. That's not an attempt to get at anybody. And it's certainly not an attempt to get at the bishops or start laying blame in every direction. I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at the state of the priesthood at the moment. I'm looking at the state of the church and 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 and, and at a time when the culture has has never been more uh, superficially attractive and powerful. And I'm sure what I'm saying is unfair, but it's not entirely unfair. It's not even very unfair. There's a real problem there. So how do we deal again with vocations? We deal with vocations starting with self-conversion. Now, we don't convert ourselves, the Holy Spirit converts us, but we we cooperate in that. We start with that metanoia, that that change of heart and the conversio morum, as the monks used to say, the change of manners, the conversion of manners, of the way in which one lives and behaves. We have to start with that and we have to start seeking out others. So I would say to you, if if your parish is not nourishing you, or whatever it is, if it's not nourishing you, and that's not because of something you can change, because if there's something you can change, you should change it. Huh? You should certainly try with the help of God to change it. But if it's not because of something you can change, like let's say you're dealing with a priest who's, who's not preaching an Orthodox faith, or, or whatever it is, okay? Whatever it is. Then as long as what you're going to isn't schismatic, or in some way undermining of the faith or disobedient to the, 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 the Sea of Peter, I would go to it. Nourish yourself, feed, eat, drink. I would go to it. And the vocations will gradually come. But the vocations will come simply because God grants the vocations to look after the Catholics that are there. So how many Catholics are here? Is God, maybe God's telling us something. Maybe he's saying, sure, if you needed them, I'd send them to you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, I'm not just saying, am I? Because I do suspect a good bit of this is our fault. Okay. And it's something practical to do for vocations. First of all, pray, pray for conversion. Pray for the conversion of our country. Pray for the conversion of your own heart. And then, in that context, and in that sequence, pray for vocations to the priesthood. Huh? Pray for vocations to the priesthood. I suspect that we're being given a message in this lack of priests. I suspect, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, 
there's a message. Uh, I don't particularly want to hear that message, um, but I have to listen to it. Yeah, because that message is hard on me too. I have to listen to it. Do we deserve praise? Sorry to have to put it like that. Pray. Do penance. Ask the Holy Spirit to convert your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to convert the church. And then pray for vocations. Keep plugging. Don't give up. You've God on your side. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.